Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is January 19th, and our reading comes from Matthew chapters 12 and 13. At the end of chapter 12, Jesus says this. He was speaking to the crowd, and his mother and brothers stood outside the house to speak to him. And someone told Jesus, your mother and your brothers are standing outside, and they want to speak to you. Jesus answered, listen to this, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he pointed to his disciples and said, Look, these are my brothers and my mother. Anyone who does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. In other words, Jesus came to build a family. And the family of God was more important. It took precedence over his biological family. And you know, the same thing is true for us. I love my family. I have, have a great family. love my wife, love my kids. But the truth is, Jesus is first. And when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, when we follow Jesus like the disciples did, we enter his family. We're adopted into the family of God. He is our father and we can trust him. So Jesus looks at that crowd and says, you guys are my family. That's what I'm doing here. I'm building a family. I love that. Listen, you are not alone. You have a family. God is your father and he's building a family and that family is made up of other brothers and sisters the followers of Jesus not necessarily people who call themselves Christians or even attend church but people who are following Jesus that is your family and then chapters in chapter 13 Jesus tells one of my favorite parables the parable of the sower here's what it says later that same day Jesus left the house sat beside a lake and a large crowd gathered around him so that he got into a boat and he sat there and he taught the people with parables he says this listen a farmer went out to plant some seeds and as he scattered the seeds across his field some of the seed fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. Since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30 60 even a hundred times as much as had been planted anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand so of course the sower is jesus and the seed is the good news it's the truth it's the gospel message and jesus says that seed falls in four different places now the disciples really didn't understand what jesus was talking about and so later they pull Jesus aside and say, what does that parable mean? Help us to understand the soils. And so Jesus begins to explain it to them in verse 19. He says the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom, but they don't understand it. And then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So often when people first hear the gospel message or first hear the Bible, 
they often do not understand it. In fact, often it takes years to really understand some of the truth in God's Word. And I think about my own experience. I was in church for years before I really understood the good news, before I understood how to have a relationship with God, how I understood to walk with Him and to be transformed from the inside out. And by God's grace, I stayed in the church long enough to have understanding so that my seed would become fruitful. So sometimes the issue is we want everything to be instant. So we come to church, we want to hear a message for it to fix all our stuff. And when it doesn't, we don't understand. We don't know what the point is and we give up and flake out. So that's the first group. The second group, verse 21, he says, the second group that falls on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy, but they don't have deep roots. So they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing. So this is the second problem. And again, this is a big issue in American culture. A lot of American Christians think because I'm a Christian, my life should be problem free. And if things go wrong, I blame God. And I don't understand why I'm in this situation. And often I reject God. When What God is doing in our trouble, in our trials, is He's trying to bring to the surface some things in our heart and life that we need to settle. Because often we're trusting in our circumstances when we claim to be trusting in God. So when those circumstances are taken away, when those circumstances are shaken, all of a sudden we discover who our trust is in. And so Jesus says sometimes that seed that falls on shallow soil, it springs up, but as soon as there's hardship, as soon as there's persecution, as soon as there's a trial that God doesn't just bail them out of or fix instantly because they said a prayer, then they don't understand and they get angry and they blame God and sometimes reject Him. Then there's a third group. Verse 22, the seed that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth. So no fruit is produced. So in our churches, there are some people and their problem is life is just really, really hard, and they don't understand why God doesn't fix it, and sometimes they reject God for not fixing it on their schedule, basically. But then there are also people in our churches sometimes, and their life is great. They're making a lot of money. They have everything they want, but the truth is it's all their stuff and all their opportunities, everything that's available to them is actually distracting them keeping them from following Jesus. This was true of the rich young ruler. The reason Jesus said to the rich young ruler, sell everything you have and come follow me, is because his stuff was getting in the way. It had become a barrier. He couldn't follow Jesus because he was in love with his stuff. And so that's that final group here. They're so consumed with the world and the things in the world that they can't follow Jesus. It reminds me of the other parable when Jesus was talking about the banquet, you remember? And he said, you guys come. And and one said, well, I just got married. And one said, well, I just bought some animals. And one said, I just bought some property. And they they had money and opportunity and distractions and, and busyness and a full calendar, all that stuff. Jesus couldn't get on their calendar. And for a lot of people in American culture, 
truth is, Jesus can't get on your calendar. But then there's that final group that produces a great return, 30, 60, 100-fold. So here's the question. How do we cultivate the condition of our heart to receive and to be transformed, to become fruitful because of the truth of God's Word? Again, that's what we're trying to do in this podcast every day to come to the Lord, to open the Word of God, to humble ourselves, to confess that God is our Father, and I must build my life on the truth, and I'm opening my heart and inviting the Word of God to transform my heart and life, to change my thinking, to rule over every area of my life, every decision, every moment. I'm allowing Jesus to be my King, and I want to live to please Him. When that's true, man, God's Word will produce an incredible harvest in your heart. One of the things that we're doing right now as a church is we're in a season of fasting. And one of the things that fasting does is it softens, it opens our heart to receive the new thing God wants to do. It reminds me, remember a few days ago when we talked about Jesus telling the the little metaphor of the clothing with a hole and it's old clothing, but you're putting a new patch on it. Well, that new patch begins to draw up and will pull away and actually create a a bigger hole. Well, what Jesus is trying to say is sometimes there's brokenness, holes in our life that God wants to patch. And what fasting does is it softens our heart so that we can receive God's solution, and it doesn't actually make the problem worse. Same thing with the wineskin. God wants to do something new and fresh in our life. And what fasting does is it softens our heart to receive the new work God is trying to pour into each of us. So I love this parable because I think it's so encouraging to know if we'll work on the condition of our heart. Keep trying to cultivate an openness, a tenderness, a humility before God. His word will take root and produce a great harvest in your life. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for that word and what great instruction for us. Lord, I pray that you would help us all to humble ourselves before you every day, to open our hearts every day, to invite your word to produce your life, your kingdom in us, to transform us from the inside out. God, help us with that. Lord, help us not to be confused, but to stay with it. Help us not to to blame you for our difficulties and our trials. God, help us not to be distracted by culture. Instead, help us to continue following after you, trusting, believing that you're going to produce a great harvest in our life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. I hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.